Behind the clothes that cover me aches a heart that forgets the sea. I think whatever friends there be, trusting when I'd otherwise flee. In the strong clutch of weight and bone, oh how I cried and wailed alone. But the pains of time turned to stone, and I to carry on and roam. It matters not the things you say, nor how you choose to do your way. It's how you make one feel today, for we to mold then turn to clay.
Of a line by a friend of mine in the, in the Bay Area called Midnight, Midnight Ice. He said, uh, he said, he's 19, he's a young guy. He says the spoken word movement is not a movement, it's a soundtrack to the movement. And that's that movement we're all about right now, I call the worldwide insurrection coming. There are bees and trees and squirrels and things, and people playing frisbee in the park. There's hurt and heartache and uncertainty, and finding your way in the dark. 
on these sunny days with the wind rushing past and emerald green leaves in your face, it's undeniable the joy we feel by just running in this strange human race. Oh, but it's not like that, my big family, because despite what you are told, life's not a question of competition or what's been bought or sold. Instead, I say it's a miasma of memories new and old, of sweet stolen looks and babbling brooks, of flecks of silver and gold. Yes, it's these moments we collect and truly live in that matter most overall. That your hair cut or that wing not, or who can rise most tall. So be in it, because what else to do? I say you won't regret taking the time to truly live, because that's something we all forget.
So, um, this book is called The Mysticism of Sound and Music, and it's by a, a famous old Indian philosopher. And the chapter that I've been Sufi. reading is um, called The Magnetism of Beans and Objects. And this first passage really resonates to me because I've been eating so much wonderful food over the past days. And it's, uh, personally, it's, it really hits on how I feel about cooking. In preparing a thing, not one not only puts one's magnetism into it, but the voice of one's soul is produced in the thing one prepares. For instance, it is not difficult for an intuitive person to feel in the food that comes before him the thoughts of the cook. Wow. It is not only the grade of evolution of the cook that is produced in it, but also what the cook was thinking at that particular time. If the cook is irritated while cooking, if he or she is grumbling or sighing, if he or she is miserable, wretched, all that is prepared in the food that comes before you. It is the knowledge of this fact which made the Hindus accept a high caste Brahmin as a cook. That person was taken as a cook whose evolution was great, whose life was pure, whose thoughts were elevated. It is not a custom of the past, it is a custom even of today. The Brahmin who is sometimes the guru, the teacher of other castes, may also be the cook. Beside this, in ancient times, when human psychology was keenly observed in all one did, every person, whatever his rank or position in life, was equipped for cooking and preparing dishes for himself and for his friends. A great mark of appreciation and affection was shown by people who invited some relations or friends to their house by placing before them dishes that they themselves had prepared. It was not the dish, it was the thought that was put into it.
source of always free during the AltaCast or some call me Tim or whatever we call it. Uh, Latoya the Sheriff of Truth will be in, and that's exciting. So she'll be here at 1.15, and we'll have all kinds of things to talk about. Until then, continue enjoying the live streaming sounds, mutinyradio.fm and .sf. And you've just heard the A-side of Totally High Holy Rainbow Colored Spirit Hawk of Awakened Manifestation, Part 7. We're exploring my collection of field recordings made at Rainbow Gatherings over the last 20 years or so. For a playlist and notes, check out muddybootsradio.org and be sure to subscribe to the show too, wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to and or download more Rainbow Gathering field recordings at soundsfromtherainbow.org. You can find previous installments of this Rainbow Thematic series, parts 1 through 7, at either muddybootsradio.org or soundsfromtherainbow.org slash podcasts. I invite you to continue wandering the trail of sound by hopping on over to the B-side. See you there. Cartwheels. We need to do cartwheels. We can't do a cartwheel. But I want to get out of here. But I just think we should. Um, we should all try to just be uh, more honest and caring. You know. We learned to lie. I'm dating. I'm dating. I'm single. Anybody here single? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, man. Because we lie. We do. Men and women, brothers and sisters, we lie to each other. I notice we lie in different ways. Don't lie to me. <laughs> I asked this woman out the other day, recently. I said, would you like to go on a date? And she's like, okay, but I don't want this to be a date date. <laughs> a date date date. I don't know. Maybe a date to the fourth power. How does it work? I don't know. I went on a date. I figured it out. Basically, no date date translated to, I was paying for dinner, but I'm not getting any kissing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you got to translate differently for men and women because we lie differently. I'll give you some examples. For example, if a sister says, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend. This means, and you're not attractive enough to risk losing him. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> On the other hand, if a brother says, I'm sorry, I have a girlfriend, this means, and she's right over there by the fire. <laughs> Corner in an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. If a sister says, I can't see you anymore, you're like a brother to me now. This means you no longer turn me on, but I still need you around to fix my car. <laughs> <laughs> if a brother says, you're like a sister to me now, this means, oh, I still want to hang out with you, I just don't want anybody to know about it. <laughs> says, I'm sorry, if a sister says I want to take things slow, this means I'm going to take all the anger and resentment I had towards my ex-lovers and focus it on you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, be prepared for six months of slow, methodical, passive-aggressive sexual torture. Right? Yeah. If a brother says I want to take things slow, this means there is something unidentifiable on my genitals. <laughs>
All right, we're doing the hug center, so let's stay on the I know this area really well. Can read your minds. Ah, and that's exactly what I was thinking. Is this for real? Is this a dream? Can you then tell me the answer? Or the origin of the light that shines from inside? Or what really lies tied beneath these seams? Well, I can, and I've tried, but through time you've unlearned the language of my slumberland, and now I'm tired of trying to wind the key on your grown-up and rusted-shut music box mind, but I'm still alive while you fleshy beings are immersed in the astral liquid of playless days and dreamless sleep. We play things, work hard at play, and never rest. Truly blessed are we who eternally walk the fine line twixt the unreal and the unseen. Destined to be always in the shimmering in-between where your sleeplessness nests in a wound woven web, one of suppressed, unexpressed, and relentless ebbs in the flow of the mind. It lifts while sitting, it drifts while gripping, the toe tipping of time in the night. Lid-blinded eyes perceive dream scenes, they follow unconscious string. They unravel the most revealing order of things. Raffle drawing retrieves slipped up the sleeve leaves limitless winning possibilities for the million memories that all start shape-shifting when you're asleep lost and drifting and shifting in and out of limitless unpredictability sneaking beneath the restrictions of time and space and laughing at the definition between any which place. We are the glimmer and the gleam. We are the scissors and the seam. We play things. We can be anything. We can be the twinkle of eyes or the smile on your face. We can be the last trace of the chalk hopscotch that the rains never seem to erase. We are the color of bubbles and the shape of stars. We can be created out of whatever have you 
and wherever it happens that you are. And so you see, my human dream beings, the answer is not something which can be explained or seen. The answer is always what you make believe.
Story. This is a participation story. It's called The Good Heart of Thunderpants. You have to have help me do it. It's a peace story. So there's some sound effects in it. So you're going to help me do all the sound effects. First sound effect is, we hope nobody's actually doing this, or maybe somebody can. Somebody just about to go off to sleep. You hear that? Next sound effect is somebody sucking on a magic pacifier. Hear that? Good. That's good. That next sound effect, we all have to be very serious actors and actresses to do this one. We know for a fact that there are hungry people in the world today. Fairly hungry children, some of whom have not eaten. So they're weak and they're softly, softly crying themselves to sleep. So it sounds like this. Let's hear that. Very good. Next thing is pacifier. Putting out your hands, flying across the sky. Ready? Come on. Swooping down with your cape. On the count of three. This is the audience participation part. Great feast, celebration, and party as loud as you wish. One, two, three. <laughs> Other kids seriously now crying in a nearby land. Pacifier. Flying over to see what the trouble is. The next one, Golding. No, no, no. Ready? No, no, no. no. You can do that a little louder. No, 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 no! That's good. Next thing is bye-bye. Bye-bye. Pacifier. Gathering up stars. <laughs> Throwing them like frisbees. <laughs> Sticking one in the corner. The North Pacifier. Star. Going off to sleep. Oh. And the very last one of this story, three beats of the heart. Ready? Bum, 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 bum. Okay, here we go. Hey guys, I know a girl whose nickname is Thunderpants because she has lightning bolt stickers on the side of her diapers. <laughs> hey Thunderpants, what are you doing? I'm practicing to grow bigger. Well, as you can see, Thunderpants is one of the smartest girls in the whole world. Not only is she smart, she's good-hearted, which may explain why she was chosen to get a magic pacifier. Well, anyway, one night when she was sucking on her pacifier, just about to go off to sleep. She heard the faint weeping of little children on the other side of the earth. Aww. Why are they crying, Thunderpants? They're crying because they're hungry and don't have enough to eat. And so, with the aid of her pacifier, Thunderpants flew across the sky. While she was flying, she thought there was lots of extra food everywhere, so she swooped down with her cape. Now, with a great feast, celebration, and party. Even while they were feasting and celebrating, she heard some other kids crying in a nearby land. Faster than anything, she flew over to see what the trouble was. Now, when she got there, the kids told her why they were crying was because the parents, the adults, had gotten into a war and were fighting and squabbling over land and other possessions. And so, Thunderpants gathered the warring adults together, scolded them for not learning to share and love one another like they were always telling the kids to do. No! no. They were so ashamed of themselves, they dug a great big deep hole, pushed all their bombs, bombs, guns, and tanks in there, covered them over with dirt, and made peace. There was a great peace celebration. Ow! 
Now they came to Thunderpants and they said, Thunderpants, you're our hero. And she smiled and she said, I'm not your hero, I'm your she-ro. Yeah. <laughs> All the feminists in the audience. Now, feeding the hungry and stopping wars was tiring work, so she said goodbye to her new friends. Bye. And stuck her pacifier in her mouth. Zoomed across the night sky. Gathered up stars and threw them like frisbees down to each house below so that every kid could have a nightlight. Then she zoomed into her room, stuck the one star she'd save for herself in the corner, stuck her pacifier in her mouth, slipped into a dream, filled with all the good deeds she was going to do with her magic pacifier, and with her good heart, bum 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 bum, which is, after all, the most potent magic yeah. of all. Yeah. 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 How about a song about positive people standing up, holding hands together, singing songs and saving the land. A woman came up to me after a show in Eugene, Oregon last year. She told me if you look at a map of Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky, it looks like the moon. If you look on Google Maps because they've blown the tops off of so many mountains to extract the coal. And um, so she asked me if I'd write a song for it, and that's what this song is. There's a place not far from here, just a ways up in the hills, where the folks face to live that old time way. Where mama cleans the kitchen, and daddy cleans the deer, and music is the game, all the children
tops on the mountaintops, the free and the free people. Love in the love in the love of the land. We like the silence in the morning, the sky the eagle soars in. If we cut down all these trees, then he's got nowhere to land. And if we blow up all these trees, he's got nowhere to land. knowledge fated to appear in circles, spirals, ghosts of former understandings. Jokes that fall flat because you've had to have seen them. Oh, my urn of ashes for those questions. Feed my smile with your faded glory. Leave a clue for future researchers to find. Thank you. 
They say laughter is the best medicine. Where's your stance on recreation? Ha 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 Cool. Thanks for that thought. Thanks for that thought. Appreciate it. We love you. Loving you. Yeah, love you too. Love you a lot. I'm not so much in World peace. Everybody together. World peace. One, two, three. Rainbow Gathering. What's it all about? And so I just turn them and say, go to the Unitarians and turn left. Now some of you might remember this song from the Missouri <laughs> Gathering and please join in. Just a couple of lines. Help the kids sing, right?
If you know the kind of person I am, and I don't know the kind of person you are, a pattern that others have made may prevail in the world, and following our wrong God home we may miss our star. For there is many a small betrayal in the mind, a shrug that lets the fragile sequence break, sending with shouts the horrible errors of childhood out to storm through the broken dike. And as elephants parade, holding each elephant's tail, but if one wanders, the circus won't find the park. I call it cruel and perhaps the root of all cruelty to know what occurs but not recognize the fact. And so I appeal to a voice, something shadowy, a remote important region in all who talk. Though we could fool each other, let us reconsider, for the parade of our mutual lives may be lost in the dark. The messages we give, yes or no or maybe, should be clear. The darkness around us is deep. Freedom, 
sunshine on the snow. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. How you do? Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing great. You know, we are streaming right now on Mutiny Radio, as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. to uh, Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are a podcast and a YouTube uh, thing as well called LWAFLMOIT, where we watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what movie are we watching this week? Today, we will watch Dominion, prequel to The Exorcist. Everybody Ooh. knows Dominion is D-O-M. I-N-I-O-N, D-O-M-I-N-I-O-N, Dominion prequel, one word, to The Exorcist 2005, and the channel we like is A-I-M-A-N, is that Artificial Intelligence Man, A-I-M-A-N. Okay, Aben, so go ahead, Dominion prequel to The Exorcist, A-I-M-A-N, go find it, hit the link, hit pause, move it to 000. And we're going to have a celebrity comedian countdown right now. Carl, you are the most popular comedian I know. Uh, so I will give you the honors. We want to make sure the audience is all set, has the movie all ready to go. Uh, make sure you have the sound down and listen to us. Oh, and if you're watching us on YouTube, Carl is doing this in real time. And FYI, we are following what's on the screen here uh, as we watch on YouTube. Correctamundo. 
Hey, Carl, take it away. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. All right. Really excited. I'm also watching this behind me, but that doesn't matter. Oh, let's take a piss this time outside. Let's. A piss is not a piss. Unless you take it outside. Damn. Hey, Carl, turn off the volume. Please. Yeah. No, I, I beg will. of you. Yes. I mean, I love Morgan's Creek and all that, but I don't have to be bombarded by a fucking creek. <laughs> Morgan, shut the fuck up. Morgan Creek. Morgan Creek. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. they really messed up this film, man. Really messed it up. This is actually the tale of two movies. Yeah, I'm really excited this full-length movie from the 21st century is on YouTube, but absolutely, there's this very storied history, Carl, yeah. which I, I'm very excited as producer. You have watched this movie several times and researched it. Yes. Now, what we are seeing right now, it's actually Gangs of New York, a Scorsese film. It's their set, Gangs of New York. But oh. what we're seeing now is the inciting incident that gave our hero, our priest, all of his guilt, that made him even reject the church. So he's not the Pope's uh, exorcist. He's a different exorcist. He's the exorcist. He is the exorcist. And in this prequel, he is the character, let's see here, uh, Max von Skydow was in the original Exorcist, and his character's name was Lancaster Marin. And that's who we're seeing right now, Priest Father Marin. Uh, okay. And these are Nazis. It's Holland, and the guy the is... The year, 1944. There was some sort of crime, and he wants to know who is guilty. And he's just going to start randomly shooting 10 people... Until he finds uh, until someone confesses, okay? But e. yeah, so Father Marin does what he is supposed to do as a priest. He goes, "Oh no, please don't, do not do it." So then, SS guy is a complete. Wait, asshole. wait, wait, wait! That's how he talks in Holland. <laughs> I know. I guess not. Okay. <laughs> so, SS guy is a total jerk and says, "You pick the ten people." Oh boy. Yeah, and so this will be the guilt. Yeah, they're ripping off Schindler's List. Wait. What's the guilt? Whoa, no, whoa. Wait! Oh, this is pretty hairy. Watch where you point that. That's a is Lugar. Oh, right. The snow is sideways. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy snow. And there are issues with... The internet points out that there are issues with their uniforms okay it, it's it's like he's wearing a private's uniform or something like that let me see here the SS officer at the beginning of the movie has no rank or ss rune collar tabs in his tunic 
He's wearing a private's green stripes with a private shoulder strap. <laughs> we're in studio it's been a long time it's been since literally the summer and yeah we're in the fall yeah you gotta yeah. get right that those baffles i hate those things on those oh yeah these yeah. condoms it's been a long time yeah because i was out of the country you were out of the country you got yeah. married like all kinds of shit happened. our paths have been not crossing yeah and you then busy if, girl yeah and if you know in this weekend i well i just got back and so I was in the UK. So right then and there, we had our last Sunday streets for the oh, season. Oh, oh, Phoenix Day. Yeah, uh, and uh. then Phoenix Day. So I'm actually, I'm actually interested, Pam. How did Phoenix it Day It went go? amazing. It was because I didn't, I was the problem in the beginning because I <laughs> there was a lot of miscommunication through me and I was doing a lot that week. And it was one of those things I kept being like, yeah, at the end of the week, I'm throwing this street party, and I'd seen the things, I'd looked at all the permits, and I'm like, I know how to set it up. But I didn't understand when they dropped off. Anyways, there was a lot going on for me that week. and But once we got it set up and figured out, it was awesome. Like, we had two art vendors, and the MTA people were there, and Asiento had free lemonade, oh, and cool. Atlas was there, and they were, like, giving away cookies and stuff. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Yeah. That sounds better than last year's. Yeah, it was way better. There were tons of people that hung out and sat in chairs. There were some people that, there were people that came and left, and people stood from across the street. One group, they sat across the street at the, at the restaurant right across the street, and they listened, and they loved it, and they were totally paying attention. And um, people stayed, and there was one group, they were so great, they were literary people, and I kept them for a while, because I had like all these, I was like, no one reads! Anyways, <laughs> we were having a lot of fun. But it was, you know, it was a really neat little community event that we held, and and I'm glad, and it worked, and everyone who was there had a really good time, and you know. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud, like you got actually, you know, the fact that not only on top of the comedy festival, the last day of the festival is the Phoenix Day and the comedy festival on top of. Yeah. So this is day seven, which you're like. So it was day eight because day I started eight, the Sunday before. Sunday. Yeah, so it was 46 events. So I had, I had accomplished 45 events, and then the next day was a street fair. Like, I was insane to think that I could do that. And I thought – I. Anyways, it doesn't matter what went wrong. I just, I kind of thought people would be here and then there was no one here and then the things, and I was just like, I don't know what to do. And so the MTA, got, I didn't have like a super meltdown, but I did like, you know, I, I, wasn't ple I wasn't pleasant to be around, I'm sure. But it all worked out, you know, and it made me realize like, ugh, I'm such a basket case. But I did it to myself because the whole week there were so many events and there was so much going on. Like hanging out with everybody and staying up late and doing crazy things and 
having fun and all of that and and having all these shows and being responsible for all the tickets and worrying about the money. Like there was just so much going on and performing, you know, and hosting and all that stuff. Are you drained? Yeah, I mean, mostly like emotionally because I just feel like a bad person. I feel like I should apologize to everybody for being in a bad mood all the time. Um, <laughs> but I don't know how to do that. So like maybe when I'm don't have so much, look at this. Cool. Cool. Ah, verm, verm. Okay. Well, the new thing about tiny dick guys, bring them on. My <laughs> vagina is so small from menopause. It just can't do anything. It just, it can't take anything. Everything is too big. <laughs> I, if you got a shiny car and a tiny dick, come, come on over. I'm your lady. Literally come on over. It's time to, it's time to shine. Um, but no, it was great. The festival was great. I think all the people from out of town had a really good time. And that's always my goal is that I want it to be like comedy summer camp. I want comedians from all over to come together and meet each other and check out the scene and do what they can and fucking, you know, that's cool, man. Get your t-shirt, rep it all over, you know, I'll give, I get so many t-shirts. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what I want it to be. And that's what it was for a lot of people. And it's great. Like I was delusional. I envisioned huge crowds of people at every show and, just like stacked, you know, just, but that was completely delusional. I knew I should have known that. Um, but there were people, I mean, th there was only two shows that were, there were no people at. And, um, and at, that's not bad out of, out of 46. Oh gosh. No. So no. I can't feel too badly about that. No. And then the fact that from, you know, from what you're talking about, how everything, the closure Especially with Phoenix Day that you got like Atlas Cafe and Asiento yeah, out here in the street. That says a lot. That yeah. You have support. Absolutely. Uh, well, and so the festival was great. I mean, and it was super fun. I had a great time. I really did. And I hope everybody else did. And, you know, I freaked out and melted down on a couple of people. And <laughs> we'll deal with that at another time. But... Not like super meltdown, but kind of like it's hard, you know. Anyway, didn't have a lot of support, but I, I did have some support. I just should have put in place more support for myself. That's the thing. I should have like woven that into the thing. Like I don't think that I ever told anybody. Like I think I said everybody beer at eleven thirty, but that's okay. But I just figured. Anyways, I thought. Anyways, I'm delusional. So, but that Phoenix Day worked out and it was fine. It was great. It was what it was. And it, it's awesome. We're a little thing and street enemy because cool. Anyway, but and the festival, it was great. And all the people who came, I think all of them are happy. Pretty, I'm sure someone's unhappy. I couldn't, I couldn't, everybody couldn't be happy. It's a big festival. There's a lot of people. Someone's got to have some grievances. But there's nothing I can do. It's too big. Well, you haven't heard that yet, so no, and, no, no. and you mentioned one of the important things, fun. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's actually one of the biggest parts of the festival. 
that's supposed to be the biggest part. That was the initial reason for doing it and putting it together was that it was supposed to be something that was super fun. Because <laughs> I And then the audience the audience doesn't know what's going on behind the scenes either. So there's that part, you know. Yeah. But you know when you're in an audience and it's not a big audience, like I don't know, it's different. But everyone had a good time. There were lots of mirth was brought to the city and I I'm glad for it. Um yeah, but I, you know, this is this is this is the last one. We're closing down the space. I'm done. We're you gonna, do. yeah, it, December thirty first. I mean, I believe the grant pays us through like January, but then that gives me a month to clean everything out and figure out what the fuck I'm doing. So this is the last year. Uh. This is it. Yeah, this is it. Um. Which is wild. It's like, ah. But that's, it's not the last year. It's the last year of, of this space. This space is going away. But what I'm going to do is I'm housing the index, you know, all the podcasts, and I'm going to pay to keep those live. And we're just, if people want to create content, they can create content and put it in our archives if they so choose. And we'll just kind of go from there. <laughs> and it'll just be you know, strictly internet, there won't, there just won't be a physical space anymore. And we won't, until I figure it out, we would, if I can figure out a way to stream live with just all of our archives just constantly streaming, I'd be willing to pay for that. But I don't know how to figure that out. But I'm sure there's some genius out there that can figure it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this space, which is like all historic and stuff is getting taken over by rats. No, it's a, ah, there's a rat who lives there. It keeps bringing out these little stones and stuff. And I'm like, ah, it's building a house. Is um, it really? Yeah. I, woof. It's, I, <laughs> I cleaned out all the things. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, it's, you know, I've been, I've been, I've, d I've been doing this 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> so, when did you come to this decision since yeah. well it was the the last ditch thing of this whole year was the festival the festival mm -hmm. made money if the festival made money then um it would pay enough rent right. until next year throughout a certain time with the money that we have but the grant gave me the ability to see that there is this is it's an impossible business model because it, there's the only way to keep the space going is to beg for money. So like the, mm. the pandemic pandemic saved me with that 20 grand that went straight to here for small businesses for rent. The un, all that unemployment people got that paid for the rent here. Uh, and then I did a GoFundMe and that was the big one and that paid for another amount of time. And then I got the grant and I got a small grant, something da da da. So it's always been like a, a begging for like, ah, there's always this amount that doesn't come in. COVID and, really did it. Well, and yeah, yeah. and that, 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 that gap has been widening and widening and widening. And the gap is so wide now because no one's using this space except the rat. <laughs> 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 or mouse. I don't know. I'm not going to. There's no food in here, though, now. It's all gone. I cleaned everything out before the festival.
Master Splinter's disappointed. Yes. Yeah, so I'll show you the rocks before you leave. Oh Anyways. my god. It's just so weird. Life is so weird. It's an end of an era, but not everything, you know, is supposed to last. Yeah, th this, that's true. Because I just, you know, I just had this feeling like, you know, even before you were going to Greece this summer, this conversation has came up. This this topic has came up multiple times this year. And, you know, the thing is, it's, you know, I like I said, I think the pandemic did a number with a lot of people. And I also think that maybe it's time for you to move on. How about this? I'm ahead of my wave because Trump is going to be reelected and I get to be <laughs> in another country. So you say, are going to you are going to do Greece. Yeah, I'm moving, man. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, it's going to be not for a bit because I have to uh, I have to finish out this second grant, but I can finish out the second grant without the space. So I have to like. Just pick up other like so easy on Monday for Joke Workshop, we'll do it at Galleria Rama. She's already offered me the space, so that's great. And I can go to a bar and do a show on Friday and have it be an open mic. So I'm still running open mic seven days a week, like in fulfillment of my grant and all the stuff I said I was going to do for that amount of time. But I just don't have to carry the overhead of this space. It's so much, like, you know, and there's, some, there's a few DJs that use it. There's a few people, but it's not enough to justify the cement backpack like and even my monday and friday mics they're so eh it's just not i can do them anywhere else it's so easy anywhere else this uh, maintaining this space i think it was really important in the pandemic for community and now let it be a robot coffee shop you know <laughs> like the rat well they'll get rid of that real quick but it's okay I've done what I can do in San Francisco and you know, San Francisco is telling me it's time to leave and that's okay. It's fine. I mean, at least I have the ability to move. I can't stay here and become like bitter and angry. Mm -mm. That's not good. And I also can't like stay here and reinvent myself because everybody already knows what I've been. So, <laughs> right. But, I mean, I already, this is the crazy thing is that Nikos' film where Mutiny Radio, our logo's at the end because we helped produce it and it slides up the thing. It was just in this really big film festival and I keep asking, like, did you win? And I still don't know and I don't know when it happens. But if it does, that's so cool because, like, Mutiny Radio isn't, Mutiny Radio is just leaving this space because there's one better over there, mm -hmm. you know? Like, but also RKO Radio, they produced films, you know, and they started as radio. So it's just Absolutely. the name. I'm I'm just keeping the name. Ooh, you're going back to the 30s and 40s. I'm just going to keep the name and all the logos and all the branding. That's what I bought. Thank thank you, I guess. Lucky me. I'll just have the t-shirts. Yeah, we got the t-shirts. I'm not like, there's certain things I'm thinking about moving. This is the crazy thing is it's like, oof. <sighs> it's, this is all, this is all real now and it's really scary. <laughs> <sighs> You know? Well, I'm glad my season's over, so that way I'll be here for almost every Tuesday now. Dun, so. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I know, the but, last of the... Yeah. 
of the well and that's the thing though is that people now these days they don't need a place like this to have a podcast they can do it through zoom and record it and they call it i mean that's what we were doing with this space so it's like it's all if people are interested in that but i'm not it's not even my focus anymore really you know and man if i'm the first person ahead of the wave and when trump is reelected dude i'm so stoked dude i'm so stoked like nostradamus gets out of the country but the thing is like i i actually feel like i have more opportunity there than i do here and that's so crazy <laughs> cuz i don't speak the language <laughs> like don't speak the language. Oh no, currency is foreign man. Um, but I, I don't know, man. When the apocalypse comes, I don't want to be here. Well, you don't want to. <laughs> well, at least you'll probably be able to mail in a ballot come, you know, November twenty twenty four. If you're not here, you can oh, still mail shit. in. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean. I'm sorry, you guys. I'll, but yeah, I'm fleeing uh, the country. But it only makes sense. Like, I've been here for 16 years, and this is kind of like, this is it. I mean, you know, I headline Cubs. I, you know, I, I'm at the, I'm, there's no, there's no much, there's no further I can go in San Francisco comedy. There's, I'm at a ceiling right now. And there, and no further shall I breach. And I get that. That's fine. It sucks, but it's fine. I mean, it is what. <laughs> look at me using these stupid things to say. It is what it is. Makes me sad, but everyone makes their choices, and I know I'm difficult to deal with. And I thought I had a really good set last Thursday, and then I watched it, and I was like, "Ugh, I was a little frenetic." <laughs> like, well, you know, I will say this much: ten years is pretty good. Technically, it'd be. Well, yeah, 10 years. 10 years. You know, that lasted longer than my parents' marriage. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's a good run to see people come and go, but you also, with on top of that, 16 years of being at some place that you see that it hasn't changed for the best, when you have so many people who are starting to become expats, of like, why would I stay at a place that, you know, number one, Completely dangerous, though all over the world is dangerous, especially right now. The poop, we're all gonna get hep C. You know, ah! you, the thing, you know, our politics aren't in shape, but that's a lot of places around the world too. But I mean, change is healthy and it's good. It's really scary. And scary. <laughs> it's so much, it's so much, much. Um to quote Lauren Kraut, too much, much. But I have a pretty solid plan in my head with, I mean, I have some hard dates because of the the grant and fulfilling the grant and whatnot. Um, so I'm going to look into all of that. I need to give myself a break, like a little bit after the festival. It's kind of crazy because... Are you? Well, no. I mean, I, I did choke workshop last night and then I did Condor Club which was great. I had a good set, I think. I got an applause break. Feel good about that. Um, and 
I was supposed to host OMG tonight, but I just got booked in Sunnyvale, Sunnydale, mm-hmm. Sunnyvale, Sunnydale, different places, not sure which, but getting it picked up in a car at 24th and Mission at 6.15. So excited. Um, I was going to take the Caltrain, which would have been an adventure, but my psyche just isn't up for it. <laughs> I'm having a midlife crisis and a nervous breakdown and a festival. Oh, it's so hard. <sighs> you gr- leaving on a high is, don't even think, it's all, it's all done. It's all in the past at this point. Yeah. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. A lot of these people are going to be like, hey, you remember when that place Mutiny Radio was right there? <laughs> Just watch. Yeah. And then I'm going to ride by and probably cry a little bit. <laughs> and it'll probably be a new dog store or something. Yeah, something. I mean, and the owner will be so happy because he can raise the rent so ridiculously. I mean, it was, he was keeping it pretty low. Just. That's really funny because there aren't, that's the problem, you know. There aren't too many small businesses that can survive and thrive with high rent. Especially like in little cute neighborhoods like so. So good luck, landlord. I think it's just, it ends up coming down to, there's so many people that I don't get along with, and <laughs> it's not them. It's got to be me, and it sucks. Will you, ha- oh, excuse me. you won't have to face them, though. Oh, no, I do. Everyone is everywhere all the time. But... <laughs> Increase, it'll take so long for people to not like me because they won't understand me. <laughs> I'll be like that crazy American, she's off again. Um, Until they see that movie. Oh God, I'm gonna be completely behind the scenes person doing like the strangest logistical things like, or I mean, cause my skills really are in like crazy organizing shit. So I'll most likely be like doing scheduling of where and when and location and bringing the stuff and production yeah production but that'll be great too like who that fucking weirdo leaves san francisco to go make movies in greece um actually there are a lot of people fleeing are there oh yeah god yeah I mean, I don't think you're wrong. I told you what my opinion was on it. (laughs) Yeah, watch out. They might be listening. Like the thought police are going to be out there. But that's the thing, too. I don't know what free speech is like in Greece. And I don't know what I'm going to want to do over there. Honestly, like my buddy is so creative. It's insane and we collaborate really really well and he writes in english but he always wants sort of an english brush up and i help him with it and he just loves it and i'm like i feel it's so useful (laughs) like it's great but he like inspires me to i'm like oh shit he's writing short stories now and 
like, and he makes things out of stuff and just to be around like, but that's the other thing, film, there's a bunch of people working on a project, right? Like comedy is a singular thing. And no matter how you try to create connection between people, there's always, you know, it's still, it's your own, your project is your own, you know, but in a film or whatever, like you're all working for the same goal and the same project for that certain amount of time. And so there's a different kind of like camaraderie and holding each other accountable for things. I think that is my mistake. And it's so funny, Kay Chang said it to me. He goes, you can't work with comedians. You got to get a non-comedian to co-produce with you because you can't, you can't count on comedians. So anyway, but it's because everybody's constantly self-producing and it isn't a multi-project that anyone's doing, you know? That makes sense. Yeah. So I feel like I might be more advantageous in a team setting artistically. I don't know. <laughs> so it also depends like how long it takes me to get a job and what kind of job, which means the other reason why things have to be closed here or I'm selling things off in January or whatever is I need to be spending the time rewriting my CV and like brushing up all of my shit so that I can, you know, look like a legitimate, I mean, I've taught enough that I can. I, oh I, yeah. Do you think you can possibly like teach or something? Well, that's the thing is I don't think I have imposter syndrome. I have an MFA. Uh, yeah, I, I speak English. <laughs> They've got four English speaking universities. I visited them. Um, so, yeah. That would be, as long as I don't, as long as I don't have this, I mean, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I shouldn't be teaching. Maybe I'm completely unhinged mm -mm. and I shouldn't be in front of people. Don't, you need to get that monster out your head. <laughs> That's for starters right there. That right there, before you start your new chapter, you need to throw away that monster in your head right there. Because... Maybe you could teach. This is something, these are things, that's why, this is the point of why you do have these, you know. Stupid, de worthless degrees. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it is. To it doubt is a, them out. But it is to fall Greece. back on, seriously. I mean, I mean, it is something like, you know, bef if oh. whatever you really want to do in Greece, you have to start someplace and you being able to use your degree and teach maybe for a year or two. It'd be amazing. Yeah, is something. <laughs> right. Be so incredible. don't and so don't don't start with that negative monster in your head because I know I just so afraid that I I no, I that I'm not that I I, I mean I'm I'm a good professor. I take things really seriously. Like <laughs> right. I take and? I do school I love school. I take school really seriously and I love teaching and I don't know. I, it, anyway, I've taught so many things my whole life and even every Monday joke workshop used to be like a class and mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, what makes you think there isn't something like if you, if you're not teaching something like English, what have you, that there could be something that, you know, Hey, we're interested in you doing a creative comedy writing course oh right exactly 
I mean, it depends what the whatever college I get into, if I get into a creative writing department or yeah. once I'm there. And also, yeah, all of that. And it, But I also have to sit down and fix my CV and make it like bright and shiny. There's enough tools out there to make it look good. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to, or I got to pay someone to make it look good. Cause I've got all the stuff. Like I've got all the experience of, or whatever. So I'm going to try my best, but it, it it's, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's time. And it sucks to see this place go, but it's <laughs> it's just not possible. I, I I have no idea what it'll do with the space, but I there's clearing it out isn't going to be that terrible. I I definitely don't want any. I mean, it'll be like who wants CDs and records? I don't want any of those things. I want all the computers. I need those, just in case I want to set up again. There's a few things in here I need. I'm in the chairs. I think. Galleria Rama will want them. I don't see why they wouldn't. There's like, and then there's like just oh, all kinds of weird stuff up there. Weird tools. You know what? You I'll take some of the art. If you, um, uh, Facebook Marketplace is a great place. Like if you wanted to sell those chairs. Oh, well, I think that my buddy who has a gallery can use them. If okay. somebody I know wants like, like take this stuff. I mean, I, I'm even... I'm pretty much only keeping like the little computer boxes because they have all the information on it. I'm I'm gonna hate to get rid of this board, but also at Galleria Roma, she said she'd be willing to set something up down in their basement. So, I mean, I'd be willing to sacrifice a certain amount of the setup for that. But there are certain things I want to take. Obviously, I'm not taking the CD players. You can get those anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like. I'll I'll have just enough for a basic setup when I get because I'm taking a slow boat to China anyway. My plan is to get a container ship and know the dimensions and then because there's some things I don't want to let go. I'm not letting go of my once I recognized I'm not letting go of my books. I love all my books. I'm taking my books to Greece. I can't just I can't just move my life and not bring my life with me. I'm willing to like there's certain things that are like I will you know, I have to take. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're taking a bunch of big, bulky furniture. Well, some. Uh, it's going to fit, though. Like, there's this one table that it's enough that when I get there, I can set something up and things won't be freaky. All I have to kind of do is buy a bed. And it's a lot of art, things I don't want to let go. Um, books, art. I mean, I'm. Obviously, I'm not going to take the bed. That would be so stupid. It's just like space. It's like the biggest thing. Um, yeah, but there's, it's if I, like once I have the size of the container, that's what I can fill, and and it's gonna. And I have a lot of clothes. That's the thing too. Clothes is I have, a, and I have to have them because I have all. I love my costumes and I love my clothing. Don't get rid of your Letterman jacket. No, of course not. I mean, I'm obviously going to be traveling. I'm going to be traveling while the while the boat is traveling. I'll be traveling. And so I ha- I'll have a bag of like, you know, everything essential that I need. Um, but everything else will be on its way. It's so scary and weird. 
It doesn't feel real. None of this feels real. It's happening, my friend. It's so crazy. The decision you have made and <laughs> I'm trying not to get sad right now because I have until December. So uh, <laughs> I'm trying to play really cool, calm and collective. <laughs> but I'm sure once I get home, I'm probably going to be like crying or doing something emotional. Well, the mutiny radio still exists. I'll just be making movies in Greece. We'll Come over. We'll probably we'll need people. I've always wanted to go to <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I mean, put it this way: I rather have friends abroad. <laughs> Gives me a reason to go and right? visit, you know, because I'm not obviously, you know, I'm not that kind of person that's just like, oh yeah, I'll go, and you know me, I'll hop on a flight. So right. Well, it's long flight. You gotta be prepared. You gotta do your stretches. You gotta wear that. the right. Pants in there. They, as oh, long as get, you give uh, me good food and some good movies, and then I have, uh, have some booze, I'm okay. I did ten hours. I've done sixteen hours. After this show, I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna be more narcissistic than I already have been, and I'm gonna make you watch the video from last Thursday. I was so excited to get it, and I thought I did so well, and then I watched it, and I was like. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I felt so great on stage. I thought I murdered it. I was like, I fucking murdered it. I felt so good about it. And now I just watched it and I'm like, uh, I'm not that talented. And it made me oh, feel real God. sad. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's, it's good enough, but I don't have that. I don't have that it fact. I come off as frenetic. I don't come off as cool or, you know. Which I don't know how to come off as cool because I'm a frenetic person. Not all comedians have like like are supposed to be like that. Yeah, there's different types of cool. So, I mean, and plus, <sighs> look where we are. I mean, San Francisco's population is filled with a bunch of uncool. Oh, yeah, I said it. I'm so old. It's just no. I'm the uncool now. I'm so old. I don't understand oh my God, them. I'm 49. You're not that old. You know who's old? Bob Hope was old. I know, but George Burns was old. My my buddy, I have a buddy, uh he died years ago, the prophet Jeff Holmes. And he's the one who brought me back here from from Burning Man in 2007. He's the one that gifted me the ticket to be on the in the camp to cook. And then I had just Flipped my car. I had my DUI. I, I, I'd left my husband. I didn't have anywhere to live. I, I couldn't drive. I didn't it. know what to do like for a job because I couldn't be a substitute teacher because I couldn't get places because the public transit wouldn't do it. I needed to move somewhere with good public transit, but I was going to DUI classes. I was in trouble. And I went to Burning Man. Worked in the kitchen. Worked really hard. Had a good time. Met all these people. And the prophet Jeff Holmes was like, come back. Come back to San Francisco. And like, I emailed him. And I was like, are you serious? And he said, yeah. And so I lived on him and his old lady's couch for Robin for a month. And then they got me the job here at the Sofas Estates up on, on the, up in here in the hood. It's just how I was introduced to this neighborhood and all of that. And then he died and then he died and he died when he was 50. He oh, died man. right after his 50th birthday. So like I met him when he was 49 and I'm just wild now because 
I am 49. And I thought, oh, this guy has so much life in him. He is so, and he smoked more pot than anybody. He smoked more, he did more drugs than anybody. Um, and he, and then he died when he was 50. And I was, and I'm thinking like that. It's that, not gonna be you. Well, but it could be. It could, that could easily be. So that stuff's scary too. And you know, I don't know. And then, and then I'm so worried about being liked by everybody that I'm just constantly feel like an outsider and like everybody hates me and oh, it's awful. Well, you're not gonna have to worry about that anymore. I know, I get to leave. I really, and those people aren't really that important anyway. I guess it just means I don't get booked much for comedy in my last couple months here, but whatever. I just wrote a musical. <laughs> that will be produced by Mutiny Productions. Yeah, maybe. Except <laughs> that it's so, it's so sac- it's so blasphemous, and everyone in Greece is so Greek Orthodox, or they're completely anti-Greek Orthodox. But it's it's a musical called. This is so funny. Ecclesiastical Prudence. So it's a little girl named Prudence that when she's eight years old, she gets cursed by these nuns, these global warming nuns. She's oh at a wake and they're like, it's awake. Are you woke? And they're these global warming nuns, right? And they rap and their guys and girls are part of the chorus. There's five people in the chorus and there's Prudence and there's Jesus and young Prudence is played. Prudence is played all the way through by the same Prudence. Jesus is a voice out here and then Jesus becomes a real body after the shroom trip. So Prudence is eight. She's in the nunnery. They curse her to be a nun. Uh, and then their kids, then she's a little girl and they're playing spin the bottle and nobody wants to play spin the bottle with her because they don't know if she's a dude and she's a prude and she's weirdly talking to this invisible person all the time. And she's really awkward and, and no one wants to, and she's wants to play kiss the boys and everyone doesn't like her. And they're like, and it's bully, bully, bully. Fully central, very silly kid-like, but also with a deeper, more political meeting. Okay, then, then she is in, oh, she's in theater, and everyone is gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, wanna make out, yeah, we can make out after the play, da-da-da, Gary. Like, she's all trying to get with the guys, and she doesn't get it. And then the next song is Gone, Gone, Gonorrhea. And she can't believe she's, that all, her whole friend group, because she's never having sex, pro or pro. And she wants to. She wants to, play, she wants to kiss the boys. The boys think she's a boy. She wants to kiss the boys. The boys like boys. <laughs> she wants to. Okay, so then <laughs> this whole time she's talking. And then they all get gonorrhea except for her. And then she's got FOMO. She's like, where's the group party where everyone had group sex without me? Gone, gone, gonorrhea. I have FOMO for a disease. <laughs> okay. Um, and then she goes on a trip in the woods with some fucking rainbow hippie people and takes shrooms. And then she sees Jesus. Jesus comes to her. She has this conversation and they walk off into the forest and the shroom people are like, that's some trip, man. <laughs> and, then, and, like, and then she has, then she pledges her life to him. She marries him. She becomes her own nun. Mm. And um, and so, uh, yeah. And then she saves all these cats. There's another song in between. Anyways, the whole thing, I've written a bunch of songs. My point is I, I wrote a musical. 
And at the end, she has to break up with Jesus. This could happen. Yeah, because he's because <laughs> he's not God. She's like, God is dead. <laughs> and she realizes that all of it is, um, is like a shattering illusion. And so she has to break up with a deity, and it's a song. It's all I wrote. The only missing part is the middle, where she meets. So she and Jesus cook up this idea to save all the cats. And so there's a song that I haven't written yet where there's people in the chorus each have a cat on their hand and they're singing a song with cats. Meow, 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 meow. And it's like Jesus and and Prudence. And they're like, meow, 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 or whatever. And they're singing in the, in the streets. Meow, 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 meow. Right. And then... And we're saving all the cats and pussy we beat. Whatever. Okay. And so they're together. And the cats. And then as she saves the cats, she meets some other guy who's saving cats and like meets a guy in real life. And then he's helping her save cats with Jesus. And he's like, why am I the third wheel or whatever? And she's like, but I'm talking to Brad. And like, or whatever his name is. Who knows? And so this is all the stuff that flush out. And then she has to break up with Jesus because... She really, but she's like, she's already pledged her love and undying, you know, stuff. And she's never, you know, but it's a real, real guy. And, ah, and how does she, what? But he's real. But the thing is that Jesus is real, right? But he can't see Jesus. But she can see Jesus and we can see Jesus on stage. So he's, so he's just ignoring Jesus. Like he's like, but it makes sense or however it's written like that he could just be kind of dumb or whatever and be like okay or I don't know what his character could be where he, he thinks that he he thinks that Jesus is his nickname or something because she said it once he's like oh is that what you're gonna I'll call be me there to watch the play. right so but this is the kind of like this is it sounds like this is the new art form you're going into I don't know like and I love stand-up comedy, but I'll make you watch this and I tell you, you're going to be like, I don't know what you'll think. I don't know. But I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to try to, to right now, I'm going to figure out finances and I'm just going to try to live and stay alive and move around uh, to figure that out and, and prepare as much capital as I can for my move. Because What's the date that you're looking toward? What is your goal? I have to back it off of whatever the grant was. So hopefully I said something like March because yeah. if I can be done in March, that's perfect. That's per that's right before the rent increase in my building. Mm 